We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right. Let's see. Does the audio work? It's been two whole weeks. My mic's up. I don't see anybody freaking out. Brandon, see? Say, say, say a word for the people. I know you're screwing with me now. You can't, you can't get me anymore. No. No. I got all my levels up. There we go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Jack Ramsey's Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague, back after a two-week break. Mine because of uh, Pac-12 Media Days and the world's going on around it. Brandon, because he took over Bandon Dunes and made it into Brandon Dunes. Yeah, baby. Uh-uh. But we are back. It is time. The uh, off-season grades are upon us. Uh, the What Brandon and I, I think, uh, maybe drilled home perhaps too much um, from basically February on. Wait until August 1st. Well, it's August uh, 4th. Sue Close me. enough. Sue me. It was a couple days late. I, I was, I'll be honest, I was still wiped. This weekend from Back to Media Days. That is a that's a show that sounds amazing and easy and fun, and then you do it and you're like, oh, I'm interviewing another person right now. Oh, and now another person. Oh, and now another person. Twenty eight interviews. Yep. Were performed. From yeah. Eight in the morning. Yeah. Until three fifteen in the afternoon. Yep. And. And none of them. Like half of them, you're like, why am I interviewing this person? You know but what? They just kind of come to your de- your table and you're like, okay, sit down. Let's have a conversation. I had a blast. And every uh, every coach, with the exception of Herm, because we got Herm at like 310. Oh, my <laughs> God. We missed Herm last year. He didn't show up until 340. We literally had to leave <laughs> to catch our flight. And that's what – like he was our last one. He, he looked like he was ready to go. Well, uh, Herm – here's the secret. Herm loves to talk. Mm-hmm. Herm doesn't want to talk with everybody because Herm has to answer the same questions over and over. Why are yeah. you cheating? Why are you cheating? Yeah, it doesn't go well. No. Um, but my turnaround was Thursday afternoon, do the show, noon to three, drive an hour and a half to the airport, get on the plane, fly down there. Dusty picks me up, I think, at like 10. We drive from Burbank up to L.A. Live. We tried to go get uh, dinner and a drink at Yard House, and they're – POS system actually shut down and so we couldn't get anything to eat or drink because no, there's like no other food open there's a uh, Denny's kind of by um, LA Live yeah but we, we had reached the point of like it's midnight 
Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So we get to back, get to sleep probably about 12.31, get up at 6, go do the show. I mean, we're, again, it's go, 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 go. We literally packed up our stuff, drove to uh, John Wayne Airport. Dusty got stuck. To, it took him like three hours to get oh. back. Those that don't know, Dusty was on vacation in Laguna. So he was already down there. So, he, But I tried to make it easier for him by not going to LAX, and it made it significantly worse. <laughs> but um, lo and behold, I got home by after I drove home uh, from the airport. Uh, almost almost 11. So like it was just two straight days of just go, go, go. Turn go, and go. burn. Turn and burn. And yep. I am uh, I'm washed, y'all. I'll admit it. I am washed, and it kicked my ass. But... Um, the long roundabout way of getting to it. I'm, I'm thrilled everybody's back. I'm, I'm, thank you all. We appreciate the support. All the people who reached out and said, where are you? I need you. <laughs> um, did a little crossover with, with Richmond the other day. Uh, I gave him an hour and a half's worth of content. You're right. You owe me, Mike. <laughs> yeah, when are we going to be paying up on that one, by the way? Well, well I, won't, I won't make him do it in the summer. He's, uh, he's taking a, uh, a lovely vacation with his wife. There you go. Um, I don't know if he said where he's going, so I won't say where he's going. But um, he's he's got some time off coming. So uh, can, we'll, can we'll I can sure I ask you something? Back. Yeah. Can I? So like, I'm all about privacy. Is telling people where somebody's going on vacation like a a, a breach of confidentiality? I don't know. I just I just I always just like eh, you know maybe he's got a little thing. Must be left alone in like Tahiti. Like I don't, know. I don't know, man. I just. <laughs> Some people listen. I don't care. I'm, that's an odd. I'm just saying that's kind of an odd thing. Like, I, I'm. I'm just a. I'd rather be like. You don't really need to avoid that. Like let everybody talk about their own stuff as opposed to. Wish you wouldn't have said that. You know. I mean, some, oh, really? Some, some people are super, super private. Really? Like, okay. I, I've just been. It is what it is. Yeah. But. Um, I'm not going anywhere now. I think for oh, I think I'm going maybe going to Seahawks camp. Maybe. Uh, I believe you guys are doing a yeah. You're doing. I think you're doing a fall camp show up there. Yeah, I think so. So which is another one that's like it's a cool experience. It's a turn and burn, baby. But yeah, it's like a drive up, come right back down. And, and maybe we have a, a college football kickoff show. So we got we got all kinds of stuff coming. Um, I can say that now. The we at 1080. Yeah. Welcome it's, to the team, it's, man. It's weird. You've been there over what? Over a month? Yeah, we but you said a month. So uh, my official start date was July 1st, even though I think I was in the building like a week before that. But mm-hmm. uh, Lester says, when are you getting some of the players in for an interview? So as much as uh, Brandon and I have taken a break, <laughs> guess what the players are doing? Uh, hey, yeah, I'll get back to you in uh, a couple weeks. A couple so, weeks, yeah. Uh, most of the guys are going to come back to town here in about two weeks, and that's when we'll start getting guys coming in. So uh, Ant has already said he's going to come on. I'm waiting to hear back. Um, from Nas and his uh, reps, uh, I am working on Jabari, and hopefully, maybe, probably pretty unlikely. I'm trying to get Shaden though, so uh, oh. we'll see how. Because we were supposed to have him in Vegas, so, uh, but yeah, everything went went to crap. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, we can get him. But uh, those those are the guys I have for sure, and I hope. Hopefully, we'll have uh, some other guys on as well. I just realized I just put my mic cover on, like I just turned it towards the camera. My uh, 
Apparently my puppy chewed on my pop cover. Jumped up on the old chair and got it with the mouth, huh? Yeah, okay. Okay. Rotate that one around a little bit. <laughs> Rotate that one around a little bit. Um, but again, thank you all. Welcome back. Brandon, good to be back. How was, how was golfing? Uh, golfing was golfing. It's the greatest place you can go in the world. And um, I don't want to talk about it anymore because it was my vacation and I don't want to share it. That's private. There you go. It's private. I am super washed, though. Um, our last night there was Sunday. Me and a buddy were planning to leave later. My brother-in-law and his brother left early. And, you know, it's the last night. You just finished your last round. And we had all these grandiose plans of, uh, hey, we're going to smoke this joint. We're going to have a few <laughs> drinks. And it's, we're going to celebrate. And I will tell you, by the end of the night, we went to go get dinner. And we were all sitting at that table. And we were all, like, falling asleep. And time so, to go. Uh, yeah, I mean, and we got done kind of late. So we basically went back to our rooms and, you know, we were all in bed by like 1030. It was just, it was just one of those trips, man. We went super hard. And How'd you shoot? You know, I actually shot pretty well. I didn't score well, but I shot well. Okay. I just, I, I could not. If anybody's ever golfed. Or Bannon, you, Bannon can do that to you. You better be able to putt. Mm-hmm especially when you go during the U.S. Amateur Week when they dial up the greens even faster and, <laughs> you know, a little tap and the ball is right off the green. You, you don't – you do even more of a tap and it goes, you know, seven feet short. So, you know, a lot of uh, tough, difficult putt situations. Otherwise, I played pretty well. Uh, I had somebody in here. Hunter says, I'm afraid Danny's missing all of NBC's close-up shots of Derek Carr's hip thrust warm-ups. Oh, don't you worry, your sweet little heart. I've got the game going over on the other side. You guys are already up 3 nothing, yeah. baby. I mean, that's, that's champions. Take, there you go. Take yeah. it on Jeff Russ's Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars, baby. Um, right, let's get to the basketball side of things. I feel like I need to preemptively spend time on this because some of you are losing your collective minds. Camp contracts happen every single year. But when it gets on the bike. That was interesting. The ESP or the NBC app decided to play through the uh, the desktop there for a split second. Oh, shoot. It was muted the whole time. Then it decided to be like, <laughs> it was a commercial for something. I was like, what? That was weird. Um, but camp contracts happen every year. Everybody's going to stop freaking out. They added more guards. It, it doesn't matter. What I think everybody's failing to understand here is, number one, they're not. I shouldn't say they're not because it's, it, who knows? Maybe they strike gold and a guy they're just like, this is the guy that we really want to make sure we look at and develop with a two-way contract. However, however. That is not the case here. That is not what they are looking to do. These are Exhibit 10 contracts, which guarantee a guy to camp $50,000. Great money if you can find it. Great money if you can find it. $50,000 guaranteed for a training camp, and that allows the Blazers, or whatever team offers it, to or sign, it's signed for, uh, up to $925,000 uh, and the, the ability to convert to a two-way or a regular contract, otherwise known as... A training camp, camp invite contract. Mm -hmm. Just because Sham says something really stupid, like he's going to compete for a roster spot, that's 
Shams carrying the water of an agent. Yeah, that's massaging the message really hard for somebody. I, I said it the other day, shout out to Woj for, you know, getting the contract right, because the last one um, he called, which is Norvell Pell, I literally said this, shout out to Woj for calling out a training camp deal. Because the other one, Shams, and even Haynes, is like, no, nah, they're going to compete for a spot. There's no roster spot. There's a two-way contract that's available. That's the only thing that's available right now. It's a body for camp, and this is why. There's going to be preseason games. Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons and Josh Hart do not play in. At all. Mm -hmm. There's going to be practices where those guys are sitting out or resting or chilling. It's their training camp bodies. This happens with every team around the league. And it's like everybody kind of forgot that that happens. Chill. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, I caught a glimpse of this yesterday and I kind of just laughed and closed my phone. I, I, I thought it was common knowledge. I thought that was like a universal. We all know that guys are going to get signed to training camp deals and that's exclusively just training camp. I remember former Oregon State player Seth Tarver, who was mm -hmm. Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. He was a good player, but not quite NBA level. He got, I think, I think he had two seasons where he got invited to the training camp mm -hmm. for, for Portland. So they I used to invite assumed, local guys specifically. I just assumed everybody knew, but I, I, I mean, I guess because of Shams' wording, which isn't surprising because the dude tweets and then deletes and then tweets and then deletes and then tweets. I guess because of that. People got anxious or, or weird about more guards coming in, whereas I just kind of looked at it and was like, it's training camp. Like, those dudes are going to get cut. <laughs> don't really, I don't really concern myself with that stuff. So, I don't know. I thought it was weird that a few people were freaking out and acting like that was some big major deal when the reality is this happens every year for teams. Yeah. That's, that's fundamentally what it comes down I, to. I, I, I was stumped that people didn't know that. Um, Derek's asking how much are training camp deals typically anyone uh, as far as if you're talking about money they're $50,000 guaranteed and then once if you get waived by after training camp that, that's it mm -hmm. but like I said it's $50,000 for two weeks great money if you can find it that's a nice way to go uh, Andrew says didn't we have GP2 on a training camp deal years ago I'm not certain but I'm I'm pretty sure he was a training camp he invite. was 2018, so, he came in and I, I looked it up. He got cut. He, I, mean, he, he, but, I think he got a 10 day that that season though too. Well, I mean, to be fair, to not just like Portland, but like the whole league was like, you're not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, he he had 10 stops before he yeah. got a real deal with the Warriors. So yep. everybody missed. It's okay. He, we, I mean, if you want to hold Neil accountable for that one and, and kind of roast him, by all means, go for it. I have no problem with it. We're not mad at that. No, go ahead. Um, but I, I said something along the lines of this. Like, guard has become a four-letter word in Portland. Like Everybody's like traumatized by Neil O'Shea stockpiling guards. They don't – they aren't shoehorning anybody into a position. Like, if you look at how they sit right now, Dame's going to play some one and two. Ant's going to play some one and two. GP2 is going to play some one and two. Uh, Hart. Hart's going to play some two and three. Morning. Yeah. Like – that's, that's it. Mm -hmm. like, guys are going to fit into spots a little bit better. Now, it's dicey when they start getting to the depth, certainly, which kind of leads to where I want to go now. <sighs> We're there, Brandon. 
Off-season grade time. Off-season grade time. Off this is the roster. Grade time. Yep. Um, where do we start here? I think the best place to start is back in February. Okay. If I told you coming into or coming out of trading CJ, Nance, Norm, Cove, that you got Shaden, Jabari, Jeremy Grant, GP2, and then the ability to re-sign, uh, I don't really like doing that, but Nurk, Simons, and Eubanks, but... If I told you you swapped out those four for those four, while the books look better, what is your your if I if I put you back in time and I told you you traded those four players for those four players, mm-hmm. what is your thought process? Um, I think my initial reaction is okay. CJ didn't get quite what I hoped, mm-hmm. but not shocked. And then I kind of look at it and I say. You traded out some offense because you prioritize defense. You prioritize versatility at the four, which is something they've they've largely lacked. Um, you're able to keep your young asset happy. I don't know if I would have gotten super excited about Jabari at that point because you would have said second-round guy out of Colorado, and I would have said, cool, guy that's not going to play. Don't know much about him. Shaden, and I should add, I should add heart too. I just thought about sure. So, uh, Shaden would have got me excited if he said, "Hey, he's seventh pick." And they used that pick. They didn't trade it. He would have got me excited just because mm-hmm. I like to see the young talent come up. But if you can hit on that, it can go a long way for a franchise. But I, I would have been relatively okay. I, I know people expected more. I understand why, but I would have seen what they were prioritizing, and I would have appreciated the fact that they, they wanted some more versatility mixed in with some more defense. So, here's where ultimately I end up. I wanted, I, I had reached the point, like, I, the more I look at it, I just wanted CJ McCollum dealt. Not dealt to be dealt, but I, there weren't a lot of packages where I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. You're, I mean, you're if, if, six you, if of, you don't, yeah, if you don't care, Danny, like, I, I think if you're saying, you're saying it out loud, though, you're saying, like, if you don't care, you kind of just wanted him to be dealt to be dealt because yeah. they didn't run his course. It, six years of smashing your face up against the of, against the wall, over and over and over again. I, I'd gotten to the point of like, man, this has got they've got to figure something out. Right. It's it's got to happen. Right. And you look at where they end up, and I've seen the argument that hell, uh, Mike and I were talking about this when I sat down with him earlier in the week. The argument that the Blazers had more talent on that roster. I can see that. And here's where I see it, honestly. It's not so much CJ Norm that skews it for me, but more Cove Nance. And I know how weird that sounds. But it's harder to get the bigger talent. Like, the physically bigger talent. Like, Nance, hit the role he was supposed to play here, he never got a chance to play that role. And honestly... It kind of irritates me because, listen, like I've always said, I'll give Neil credit for moves. I like the Nance move, even if the capital was a little bit more than I was wanting to. The Covington right. one with the two picks was like, oh, okay. That's a lot, yeah. But the Nance, like, the Nance move, 
if I, if I could have kept anybody from the players that they traded away, Nance was the guy that I wanted to keep. But for those that don't know, Nance being included in the deal was what got the, the, the TPE to exactly the level that it was needed for Jeremy Grant. Yeah. So basically, you traded away CJ and Nance for Hart and uh, Grant. Grant. And you saved money. And, yes. And you balanced the roster to where yeah. it made more sense. I think that's that's the important thing for me, though, because I know we'll give grades, and we may differ vastly on our grades, but I, I think the important thing for me was, yeah, maybe the talent was better, right? But mm. I think there's a difference between saying this player X is more talented than this player Y and saying player Y actually fits better with what you have. Yeah than player X. And I think they addressed some areas of concern. And so sure, Norm's a good offensive player. We know CJ's elite offensively scoring the basketball. We know what Larry Nance can kind of bring to a team and the impact. Those are good players. And I can see why people would feel, well, you traded out for lesser talent. Maybe, but what I would respond with is you added an ability to do stuff you couldn't do with Previously. those other guys. Yeah. Yes. And that's the thing is, in, in doing this, they were able to make a move for a power forward wing type that they have not, a, a hole they have not been able to fill since 2015. Yeah. It, it, there's there's no ifs, ands, buts about it. Jeremy Grant is such a significant upgrade to that position. Uh, it's hard to truly quantify from what Portland has had there since LaMarcus left. It's, it's, it's not particularly close. Bouquet says, and it opened a position for Ant. That, that is true, too. True. Without C- it. Clearing a runway for Ant was a part of that. It also is what allowed them to tank. I saw somebody in here who said, you can't include Shaden because we got him with our draft pick regardless. You aren't getting Shaden without trading all that off. No, because that was the embrace to yeah. and that's And that was, that, was, that was the other part of this where people were like, why didn't they bring back more players? Because they didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted to suck. Because mm-hmm. they wanted to suck, have the space necessary to bring in Jeremy Grant, which, again, done deal. They knew it was done, by the way. Yes. Like, before they made that CJ trade. You want to talk about tampering? It was done. Yeah, 100%. That, that's why the exact dollar amount was there. <laughs> um, but you look at that, the overall return, I think they did pretty good considering what the value was of those guys around the league. Yeah. I, I, I just, just – I think people, Danny, for like, for better or worse – you're never going to change the people's minds who believe they got absolutely robbed dealing CJ. Mm-hmm. And, and that I'm okay with that because ultimately I think you and I are in lockstep and know that contract was a problem. That was not an easy contract. trade. And Oh, by the way, you were trading a non all-star player for you wanted an all-star in return. Like that's an odd yeah. kind of request to be having. So. Especially one going into his year 30 season. Like it's just, yeah. it's hard to really wrap your head around that. So, Let's got to go a linear here as far as moves. I look at the Jeremy Grant when you're looking at it in isolation, a Milwaukee 2025 pick. And there's a reason why I kept saying the Milwaukee 2025 pick was enough. I just didn't think it was enough enough. I thought it was going to require 2025 and Keon. Yeah. Um, but 2025 for Jeremy Grant. I can't think of a transaction – a non-draft transaction in the last 10 years better than that in Portland's history. Can you? 
the last 10 years. Maybe 20 years. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, I don't know if they I, clearly, I, they clearly I, drafted, drafted Dame and CJ. No, and yeah, and I know. Like, I don't know if I go 20, just, just to be fair to the 13, 14, 15 squad, like getting West, for example. Sure. But I guess, I guess you kind of signed him more so than traded either way. But I no, no, little, that, that, that's an okay too. I, I said just non-draft, yeah. like non-draft. Then yeah, I would probably give that team a little more, but to your point, like it's right there. If not one, a one B of. They just hadn't gotten a player quite that that level, and that kind of shows you that the bar to clear wasn't very high. Yeah, and it's, it's a, that's not a shot at Jeremy at all. I'm I'm very excited to see what he does here. Me too. But for me, that that's an easy one to grade is at bare minimum B plus, probably an A minus. That that individual transaction is a home run. Now, if right. you want to talk about what his extension ends up looking like, you know, if it, if, if it ends up well, I, which it. <laughs> Yeah. It's going to, but like, what does that balloon to? We'll see. And then I think we can have that transaction or that discussion around that transaction. But as far as acquiring him, talent for talent, yeah. If you're if if I'm trying to tell you, you have CJ McCollum who's more talented. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not arguing that. But what's more valuable in the league right now? CJ McCollum scoring or Jeremy Grant's size and versatility for a team with a player of Dame's caliber. It's definitely Jeremy. Okay. And I, and I think that has to impact how you look at things. Does mm-hmm. it for you? Oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, it's easy to say CJ is better, but knowing what you're getting in return for that. And Oh, by the way, I know they're going to pay him and they're going to pay him probably a lot. And people are going to go to Twitter and say, Oh, look at this idiot getting paid. Our team's so stupid. Yeah. 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 Because everybody wants to live in, pessimistic nature land but like this is the you get taxed twice in portland you get you get taxed on your income at like a nine plus percent and it makes it tough financially and then you get taxed as a team to even have the talent capable of competing Mm -hmm. right like that cj got overpaid one that's neil's guy but like cj got overpaid because we want to keep cj here we had no alternative options we weren't going to make a some huge trade and trade away CJ. He wasn't going to trade CJ. And that was, the thing. he was not going to trade him. So what does he do? He has to overpay him. Hey, be happy, be here. And I know CJ loves it here. Jeremy Grant, same thing. Is he an all-star? No, 
but he's versatile. He can play multiple positions. He's probably going to play some small ball five because they're limited there. Yep. And the, the, the part of getting him to come from Detroit to Portland months ago in a wink-wink deal is knowing we're going to have to pay a little more money for you than I think a lot of teams would be willing to do. Give me a grade. What, what, what do we grade in the, the Jeremy Grant transaction? The Jeremy Grant transaction to me is an A. I mean, you, you traded a draft pick you didn't give a shit about. and It's three years you, out that belongs to the Milwaukee Bucks that has sure. Giannis Antetokounmpo under contract. Absolutely. And I, I, I have been fair, though. I've said the NBA, it's a fickle league and Giannis could win a title and then it not work the next year and go, you know what? I think I want to go to a new place. I've been here. I love you guys. I'm going to try it somewhere new. We don't know if he's going to be the full Dame Lillard experience here. So that pick could end up being good, but I'm not going to play that game. You didn't need it. You weren't going to utilize it. And you're trying to compete with Dame on the fly of a rebuild. That's an A to me. All right, let's move into another transaction. The Blazers using part of their MLE to bring in Gary Payton II. And for all of the guards, 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 guards stuff, uh, you weren't able to join us that day, but I was able to have Sam Esfendiari on. If you guys want, you guys can go back that. Um, what? Shout out my keyboard. <laughs> people, people, people have no idea that I was, like, for 30 minutes wor- working tirelessly here, just going... Hey, man, my keyboard's not working. I think my the, keyboard the exact um, text I think you sent me was the letters on my keyboard don't work. <laughs> <laughs> I told Sam, he goes, oh, he's a technical guy, is he? Sure as fuck not. <laughs> Let's just say I call my I call my little brother whenever I have computer issues because he works for Adobe. And I'm like, he might know what to do here because I have no idea. But. We had Sam on, and Sam's line that is stuck with me is, Sam called GP2 the best point-of-attack defender in the NBA. The best point-of-attack defender in the NBA, which Man. Sam's not a big hyperbole guy. Like, he is when he's joking and going full uh, Joey Lightyears. But, like, he was like, no, look, seriously, he's the I, I consider him the best point-of-attack defender in the NBA. Yeah. I wasn't really going to argue with him because I have him on the short list. Like he, I put him up there with Ben Simmons as far as like what they can do, and they just go about it in very different ways. Gary's also probably the best steals generator in the NBA. And again, this this is where my grading is going to come from. The influence of what did the Blazers not have since Wesley Matthews, a point this. attack defender? Yeah. They again. Since 2015, a position of need has not been filled. The ability to stop the ball at above the three-point line. Mm-hmm. Gary Payton II is brought in to do that. So they took actual needs and addressed them. My God. Who knew it was possible? And they did it for relatively cheap. They, 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 they applied just enough pressure to where they exceeded the taxpayer MLE, which made it infinitely more prohibitive for a Golden State team that's way into the tax yeah. to retain him. And yep. they're like, nah, it's just too spicy. And so they, 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 they figured it out. GP2's got some weird fits, and it makes sense. So um, I'm going to look at GP2 and go, you know, my only real qualm is that he's not 6-6. So can't, can't go straight A, but I'll give it a B. I'll give it a solid B because he addresses a need, and he, he's, it's not a niche need. It is a... We need to fix this. Yeah. And they did. And they did it on a value deal, and they got it done. When you look at Gary, which way do you go with it? 
I give the same grade. Um, it was a is a massive uh, need for this team and this roster. I won't disagree with the people who are upset that they didn't go get the six 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 seven dude. But as we talked about, I think on a pot or two, like there just weren't that many available. It's not to excuse not getting it. Mm-hmm. I think Joe would tell you, like, yeah, I wanted a guy of that nature. I mean, but they pursued was... a guy in OG like who's like that. So. Well, but yeah, and they didn't want to sell off the franchise for it. So they they said we can get this guy at this number. And he was one of the biggest difference makers in the finals. He just was. There's no other way to view that. I'm sorry. I, I watched that series. I watched some he of those changed, games He changed twice. the finals. When he came back, he changed everything. He opened things up. And he, he had such an impact defensively. Mm-hmm. Sam, by the way, before you, you did that pod, again, I'm sorry I couldn't make that one, but he had sent me um, st- uh, the stats defensively of, of GP's impact from mm-hmm. 538. And GP was like number five overall in the league, not yeah. just point of attack. It's like overall defense yeah. and the impact. And he, he, and he only played twelve hundred minutes. Exactly. So it was something they desperately needed. They got it at a good price. I know he's not as tall as he, as people want him to be, but he's long, he's lengthy, and as you've heard too many times, account he plays bigger. He's a big six three. Yeah, and that's ultimately. So you you go ahead and give it a B too. Solid B. Okay. All right, I'm gonna have you take the lead on this one. The Blazers tanked. They got the number seven overall pick. They obviously didn't get the second pick from the Pelicans because whatever. Didn't turn out to matter because they were able to flip, flip a Milwaukee, Milwaukee 2025 first for Jeremy Grant. But they also uh, traded back from the 46th, spot, 40 set, 46th spot in the draft back to 57th mm-hmm. and got Jabari Walker, who looks like not only a steal of the second round in the NBA draft, perhaps the steal of the entire draft. What grade do you give on the early return of Shaden Sharp and, and Jabari Walker? Um, are we doing them as a joint grade or are we doing individually? You, you can do either one. Uh, I, I will probably do it together and just call it the, the 2022 okay. draft. Um, you know, it's tough because there's such an incomplete with one for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we did the live draft show, I was kind of excited about it. I like that they're taking a swing and they're taking a swing on a kid who's upside. Maybe it pops earlier than we think. And if it pops, maybe you got baby Kobe. We just don't know what level he'll be able to be at and if he'll stay healthy. The Jabari pick was cool because I it was finally the addressing of size they need, a big-bodied kid who had NBA kind of lineage in his blood and understood what it, mean, it meant to be a role guy and make an impact. And then he showed out for summer camp. Um, I'm going to give that collectively. I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a, a B minus. And I know that might seem a little harsh because you had your second round guy really show out, but because of the incomplete, it's hard to go really go above that for me. I'm not mad at the pick. I don't second guess the pick. I'm all in on him having an impact at some point this coming season and getting some real minutes. Cause I think Joe, based on my conversation with him wants to play these young guys. He wants them to speed up this yes. process of development and not be stuck on the bench for the first two to three years, he wants them to get real minutes. And I think they will. But if I'm to be fair on grading this, you know, one dude who literally didn't play uh, more than six minutes and you had another dude show out. I like him, but I'm going to go B minus. I'm going to go B. That's that's uh, for all of the reasons you really just hit on. My my only, I think, difference here is that I believe in the upswing potential. If he if he hits, he hits. If he fails, he fails. But I believe they took the, the biggest swing. Yep. 
the thing that I, 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 I admire about Joe so far, and I, what I think has endeared him to people, is that he's doing what he says. He said, we want to take swings. My, my personal philosophy is, I want to take swings. I don't want to, you know, be safe. I want to, I want to take a look at the guy with the most real potential. If all, all things considered, that's just the way I want to go about it. Mm-hmm. We want to get bigger. We want to get more defensive. We want to play a certain brand of basketball. Remember when we were told, you know, uh, Dame was going to play more off ball and it would be – more akin to uh, Warriors type basketball, and then they decided to not change the offense at all because they kept Dame and CJ the same personnel with Yusuf Nurkic and all yep. three high usage guys, and mm-hmm. the you know <laughs> all, all the things that didn't change and change. Well, guess what? Now they 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 changed it. They they changed it. They changed what they wanted to do. They they changed their draft profile. So they took a big swing. Now does it hit? I don't know, but they also. Took a guy at Jabari Walker who he may end up being, again, the steal of the draft. So hopefully we'll get Jabari on in the next couple of weeks. But uh, I part of my preparation it was looking at you know how he did against uh, the rest of the guys at Summer League. And I've got it here. Where did I put it? Oh, boy. I hate it when I move stuff around. Um, if you look at Jabari's numbers, his ratings, uh, I was able to pull like his per 36 and percentages and everything across that. Just check your normal, like, uh, box, no, typical analytics. Uh, so basically all your per 36s and percentage rankings. Jabari was either the number one or number, th- or number two in almost every single category. Mm-hmm. The only one that he wasn't usage rate which means means he was hyper hyper efficient with what he did beyond that he's able to already be the guy that kind of patches over the cracks without needing the ball that's what portland needs he's a good off ball player we saw that in summer league we saw that he, he has the ability to move find the spots and, oh, by the way, get the ball and then still find the man who's open instead of saying, well, I'm going to force the issue here because I'm yep. a second-round guy trying to prove my worth. A hundred percent. And that's that's the reality of, of kind of where they are as far as what they're trying to accomplish. And, you know, sometimes you get lucky. I mean, there's a reason yeah. 56 teams passed on him. The Blazers could have had him if he's the best player in this draft. They could have had him in the number seven pick. If they knew that he was that guy, they would have taken him there. But they didn't. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you get lucky. And it's been a while since the Blazers got really lucky on a guy. So, yay! Uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give the draft a B. So if you're if you're keeping along now, Jeremy Grant, A, Gary Payton, B, draft B, mm-hmm. going along pretty good so far. Yeah. Um. The retention of Yusuf Nurkic. <laughs> this is where the GPA drops. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. And, so you know, if Joe's watching, you know, I love to talk about this stuff, and I, I was happy to get him on. This was kind of the one thing you, I don't you, think you, I touched we, on. we haven't really. You haven't been on since we you had him on air. So please. Oh yeah, I didn't. I guess I didn't think about that. Yeah. God damn, it's been a while. Yes, um, it's been two whole weeks. Yeah. No, I mean, 
we touched on as many things as we could in our window that we had them. The unfortunate thing of our radio thing is it's not this. It's not a free flow podcast. No. And you go, oh, we want 45 minutes. It's 12 to, to 18 at most. And we were told he had a pretty tight window and we had 15 minutes. So just get as many questions as we could. If I was to talk to him again, and I'd love to because he seems like a really nice guy, I, I guess I would more just be curious why four years and i don't even know if he'd give me a, a legitimate answer to that because gms will only give you so much with that stuff this is where my grading is going to go a little bit down um i understand wanting to keep nurkic because your starting center options were a little limited maybe on the market but i was willing to get weird with that mm-hmm. I, I really was like if you told me they went two years 25 million from obamba i i would have been like cool let's run it let's see what that is like you're already in kind of a rebuilding wonky situation anyway. So the starting over to a certain extent, even more, I would have been a okay with, mm-hmm. I'm willing to take that risk. I think a couple of things happened here. You had to shut him down to lose games. Otherwise he was going to win you a few. Uh, and you weren't going to get him to do that in a contract year, unless there was a wink and a nod. Mm-hmm. I don't know how real some of the other options would have been to land. Maybe Mo or Valanchunas or whatever, whoever got paid less out there, how realistic it was. And oh, by the way, this is Dame's good friend. Not that that's going to stop everything, but but it's relation- something it has to be considered. So I, I'm not mad at the con at keeping Nurk. I was ready to move on. I'm more like, why did they need to give four? I just I do not understand why why there's not a three and a one, why a two and a one couldn't have been done. It's Nurk's last big contract, so sure, but four years guaranteed for me, even though it can be a tradable contract at some point, the four years to me threw me through a loop. So I, I I'm un, I'm unfortunately I'm gonna go down to a, a C minus with that, um, just because I was ready for a complete start over at that position anyway. Okay. I'm going to go – I'm not going to bury the lead. I'm going to go a C and for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned. Yeah. But I'm going to I'm gonna be less harsh on the fourth year after talking to everybody in Vegas and understanding what – and by everybody, I mean other league personnel outside of the Blazers. Um, understanding what the salary cap is going to be in four years. A hundred percent. And that's where that fourth year bothers me less – the money part of it. Now, the guarantee is where I get a little ugh, worried here. Me too, by the way. That's that's my sticking point is the guaranteed fourth year, not the salary annual whatever. It's the year guaranteed. And it's not because of the money. It's because of injury. I, I worry at 32 years old, Yusuf Nurkic, what world he would be in. Like that's just, right. But you're also going to have, at that point in time, what ends up being a relatively – normal trade chip contract now whether or not they can do something with that expiring contract that'll be the first test of this kind of new this organization's you know four year later path like where they find themselves but as much as and again bomba was a guy that i was obviously very much interested in isaiah hartenstein was a guy that i was looking at was like okay i could, I could see him going that way starter i don't know um if you know mitchell robinson just decided to you know, leave New York and be done with that. Like that was something they pursued with the MLE. But if they did that, then they wouldn't have had the opportunity to get GP. And they decided that 
the money spent at the MLE level was better to on GP than it was on switching bigs. So, overpaying, maybe reaching a little bit, overpaying for a new big that's a little unfamiliar with the scene. Yep, and they decided we'll ride with Nurk. It's familiar. He's not bad. No. But it's it's going to... We kind of know what he is, though. Yeah, but you're you know? also kind of capping your ceiling and, and, what, and limiting your options as far as what you can do right now. Yeah. However, maybe they find a way where a deal down the road uh you know the deadline a miles turner or a deandre aiden it's something that fits them a little bit better uh one thing that we'll talk about as the season kind of gets going is the likelihood of uh justice winslow and or josh hart being moved considering their financial point and where they stand in the league right Um, i think it's very very interesting when you're talking about actually winslow hart and nurkic as far as um how those kind of stack up and what they mean to the team going forward uh, based on how they've kind of scripted that they want to play, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give that a C. Uh, the other offseason deal, Anthony Simons, four years, $100 million. What say you, Mr. Sprague? Uh, I'm going to go optimistic here. A minus, baby. Ooh. Um, I, I wanted them to keep him. I was kind of expecting him to make more than what I hoped he would make. <laughs> Because, well, there's a premium to ball handling, shot creating, and just being able to get buckets, as Mm -hmm. the late Bill Russell would say. So they locked him up. They kept him happy. He showed us, you know, what his potential could be. We know what his off-ball numbers were two years ago. He was a high-volume shooter, and he still shot over 40% or right at 40% Mm -hmm. from three. At four and a half, I believe. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah. That's huge to me. That number doesn't bother me whatsoever on an annual basis. Again, you mentioned the cap's going to go up anyway. Uh, nice, nice little deal. I'm happy they kept him. Uh, shout out Anthony. Um, I've talked about it before. He was a guy who wasn't sure what his opportunity would look like in the league, and uh, he got it. And he got paid flat out. Uh, it's a guy who, who delivered on a level commensurate with his payroll. Mm-hmm. You don't see that happen all that often. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a very, very cool story. Um, for me personally, watching him come in as an 18-year-old kid and get to this is it's cool to watch it unfold. Uh, from the basketball side of things, I- I'm going to kind of toot my own horn here for everybody who's like, he's all going to get a Gary Trent Jr. contract. He's going to get a Gary Trent Jr. contract. He was never going to. I told you he was going. The floor for Anthony Simons was $20 million. That was the floor. What ended up happening <laughs> is Ant balled out and Jalen Brunson said, here's the market. Yep. And then Bill Duffy goes into Joe Cronin's office and says, is Anthony Simons better than Jalen Brunson? Do you think he's going to be worth more in four years? We're going to go ahead and take that 22 or $23 million deal and it's going to go to 25 it's a bit of a gamble on Joe's part because, honestly, we don't know the answer to that yet, but I don't blame Joe for saying, You're, yeah, I'll bank on it. I'll bank on that. Yeah. And the the risk there is is paying what they paid, $25 million a year on, on average, but I think, it, I think it starts at 21 I think it stopped. Yeah, it starts yeah. low and builds with, up. With, with this 8% raise or 5% raise. Yeah. It's, it's not – it's the front end – the back end, I think, is 27 or 28. But regardless, again, when the cap goes up, cheap deal. It's a cheap deal as far as if he delivers on what everybody kind of expects him to be. 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and call it a B plus. Oh, I'm outgraded you on your guy. I, I know can't you did. That. Wow. Um, I want to see my guy get my guys get paid always. And here's the thing: everybody in the NBA is my guy. Even much as, as much as I dislike Russell Westbrook, get the bag. From an organizational standpoint, I always want you to give them the least amount possible. He he did get the bag, and yep. he is getting the bag. Yep. Uh, I think it's I, I think it's a very good deal, and I think it has potential to be an A plus deal. So there's 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 the saving grace right there. There you go. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, bringing back Drew Eubanks on a minimum. Um, well, there's a little more to it than just saying that, though, Daniel. There is, uh, you know, there's the idea that he's the third big man. He's your third. Your second is six seven and not a traditional five you're probably going to run again jeremy granite some small ball five maybe even justice um and i just based that off what joe said to me i'm not mad at your eubanks being back in portland it's his hometown team you, you know, and i talked cool about this a million story, times him bringing but, him back is that big totally fine uh, yeah but the gap kinda, in between is i have i have to grade this based on that gap yeah and so I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go D. I, I just I think they're severely lacking at that spot. Now they have. This is what's great about grades. They have an ability. They'll have an ability to make me sound and look stupid in four months when they run small ball five and it's successful. But until I see that, I can only go off what I see on this roster, and that is your backup wasn't even. It's not even Drew. It's it's gonna be Watford. And mm-hmm. so, not mad at you, Drew, for coming back, but knowing what's going to be what is going to be relying on him playing at some point uh you mentioned the Nurkic stuff i'm not ecstatic and through the roof for it so i that's what that's probably going to be my lowest grade yeah i'm actually going to follow you here so if we if we both get dunked on we both get dunked on um we varied a little bit but i i am 100 percent with you i'm going to go d and it it has nothing to do with it's not d for drew it's D for the uh, damn it lack of depth. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, damn that, that depth. Spot. And again, I'm I'm more than open and willing to be proven wrong that maybe I need to have a paradigm shift about bigs in the NBA. But I firmly believe that you need to have a backup body, not for the playoffs, but for the 82 games. Yeah, I'm I'm not worried about playoffs yet because they're not ready for that yet. Like I'm not even getting there. I'm talking about the 82 games. I I don't believe they have the ability to withstand you don't have the ability to withstand an injury to really any of your starters but the Blazers because of the lack of size that they have throughout the roster particularly cannot stand one to use of Nurkic like I just yeah no I don't disagree with that it hurts a lot Um, when he inevitably misses 10 games during the season how do they how do they handle that I am very 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 interested to see what they do because as much as I love Trendon, if he's got to go up against real bigs, he's going to get eaten alive on the glass. And while they have great supporting players on the glass, Nasir Little, Josh Hart, Justice Winslow, GP2, you better be rebounding as a team hard. Even then, I find it difficult to believe they can handle that and the physicality of the five. It is a wear and tear that like, Drew got his butt kicked in those final 23 games. He put in Yeoman's work, but he just got he got backed into the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And it's just, 
it's 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 okay. Um, I would prefer that they had a a body there, and maybe that's just showing that I'm not fully embracing what they're doing. I'm I'm sure. open to that. Yeah. But I just I ha- I can't buy into this no real body behind Yusuf Nurkic thing. I will say it definitely seems like they went after Robin Lopez, considering Robin Lopez signed a deal and 30 seconds later Drew Eubanks signed with the Blazers. I wonder what wh- where did he end up again? Rolo? I can't even remember now. Is it a bet? Well, I just wonder if it's a more contending team. It was a more contending team. Okay, then uh, I, I guess I understand that. I, I remember he did sign, and I went, who did he sign okay. with? Uh, God dang it. This is going to drive me crazy. Somebody in the chat has got to have it. Oh, Caps. That's right. Oh, that's that, that's actually a nice little spot for him. He can yeah. mentor. He's not going to be asked to do a whole lot. Yeah. I don't think Jared Allen's has a, a couple knocks here or there. Evan yeah. Mobley still like, so he kind of rotate in there. So again, another yeah. seven footer that they have. Yep. Rude collecting them all. <laughs> um, they kind of remind me, honestly, they kind of remind me of the 2015 trailblazers. Well, that, that, you know, what pisses me off is we make fun of the cap franchise and I'm like, well, they had run Harper. Uh, they got LeBron, they troll Brandon. They've got Mobley. They've got Allen. You know what? They had Kyrie. They got Garland. Cleveland gets nice things. They I'm do. Sorry. They they've had really nice good things. players. Yeah, Anthony it, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> you made me choke on my own tongue. Uh, uh, but yeah, I I am giving that a D. Yeah. Um, but I think that rounds out all the the new off season acquisitions. Obviously, uh, Josh Hart, Didi, um, Winslow. Those guys is all came in the, the other transactions, and I, we kind of went over all those already. Uh, overall, off-season grade. Yeah. We talked about this over and over and over again. We will grade this come August. We are there. Senor Sprague. Yeah. So, to be fair to the grading system, when I said solid grade, like a D, I went 65. I went dead middle. When I said minus, I went bottom. I went 80. Mm-hmm. A minus 90, et cetera. I just calculated it, and my averages of all those grades come out to an, exactly an 80. And to be honest with you, that feels pretty fair. Mm-hmm. I think they addressed some areas of concern, and I think they tried but whiffed on some other areas. And I, this is always going to be an evolving roster, too. Like, this yep. isn't – it's done. It's, it's over. Shout this out Joe for being be. bluntly honest. And so he told far me that a year yes. almost. He has told everybody that, and I, I do appreciate that. But I, my final grade is a B is a B minus for right. their offseason. I am going to go with a B. And the only reason I think I'm going to grade them higher than you were grading them is, and I, I firmly agree with your reasoning. Yeah. My difference here is the willingness to try. Sure, which is, which is great. I don't I don't fault you for that. The lack of, or inability to pursue real change under the previous administration is what frustrated me to no end. And so the fact that they are willing to try. I was, you know, we can add another thing here. Since we've already given our grades, but I'll say this. Um, Dame's extension. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I want the statue. I want the, the flowers. I want yep. Tim Duncan. I want Dirk. So, A. Go ahead and call it an A and call it good. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. So, um, but 
this is, it's like you said, and, and Joey said, it's not done. There are, for all of the uh, folks out there that have said, um, uh, your Joe Cronin homers or something along those lines, I didn't love every single thing he did. I think I think he did really well. I just ended by giving him a D. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, well, here's my thing. I, I also, I'm not haunted by past things here in Portland, like mm-hmm. draft picks and trades and, oh, we can't do it. It didn't work out. Yeah. That's why I was okay with Shade. Like, it's a risk. It might not work. It might mm-hmm. be the next whatever pick. It's Telfair, right? But the one thing I, I kept thinking about because I knew we were going to do this pod this week. When you talk about grades and expectations, I think some people's expectations were absolute Looney Tunes. Yes. Like they, they, I think people acted like they weren't really high expectations. And then the off season happened and they didn't get OG on an And then they, they didn't get this player. They didn't get bigger here. Mm-hmm. And I think people instantly went, well, I thought they were going to do this. I thought they were going to do that. I think they realized their expectations were a little out of whack. That's not to say that my grading system is correct. No. But it's to simply point out that I think some expectations were just never going to be met. And ultimately, how would I have viewed the last guy in charge? I think he would have run back the team. Yeah. Like, I I would not have been shocked if he said, "Ah, I'm going to go Rocco, Norm, Dame, CJ again. And so because of that past, to your point, we saw a dude willing to roll the dice actually wheel and deal and get a player for an asset they didn't care about, sign a guy that helps uh, and addresses a really big need at a point of attack, mm-hmm. and still keep the young asset while maintaining the franchise player. Like, a lot of that is tough to balance. They ticked a lot of boxes. Now they've got to see what they can do with it. Exactly. Uh, James Edward Lee says, Downer Sprague and Optimus Danny. Duh. What? I think you're wrong on both those. Am I being a downer, Brandon? I think you're because you're graded lower than I am because I'm, oh, I'm, I'm normally the downer. Um, <laughs> and this is here's the thing, and this isn't to downplay what Joe has done. You could have put just about anybody in Joe's place, and done what Joe just did. I would be singing the same thing. It it has, I shouldn't say it has nothing to do with Joe. Because I don't, I don't know Joe. I don't. Joe doesn't know. I, I don't know Joe at all. I interviewed no. him one time. I guess all I know about Joe. I, I have talked to him about a half dozen times now, and in those conversations, every single one of them is better than every single interaction I ever had with Neil O'Shea. Does that influence how I think about things? No. Do I? look at it and maybe give him benefit of the doubt right now early on because there's not 10 years worth of evidence hell yes sure sure do i am i looking at this and maybe grading it on a sense of like let's see what happens yeah Yeah. because he there's been a willingness to do something and that's all i've ever wanted if you're if you're in traffic and the dude that cuts you off with the huge ass truck who lives in the suburbs and then like you honk and he flips you off. Are you openly rooting for him to get home before you? Probably not. But if the guy in the merge lane kind of indicates like, Hey, go on in and let you in. You're probably going to look to return that favor at some point, if possible. Like that's what we're talking about here. Yes. I just, it, that's a really good analogy. I hate you for that. Well, I mean, but at the, at the end of the day, it kind of is what it is. Yeah. Like 
I, I, I was always honest about the moves Neil made. Some of them I was wrong on, by the way. But, like, I could always see how stagnant it was becoming. And then you add the fact that he was a douchebag. Doesn't make it better. But. It's something, you, say, certainly, something you certainly think about. I mean, it's just a human nature. Yeah. Why am yes. I going to root for the asshole every time? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. What you want from me? I'm being honest. No, and, that, that's, and that's part of it. One thing I always try to do is I do try to check those biases before this or before I do video content or before I write anything or before I get on the air. But they do inform them. Yeah. Like, if I'm if the likelihood of me giving somebody a benefit of the doubt, that, that's going to happen. Uh, Andrew asks, can we have a greater discussion about the front office moves and the lack of changes to the coaching staff? Uh, we'll dive into that stuff as we get closer to um, to training camp. I think that's a, a good I, a good idea to talk about. Now that I have a better understanding of kind of what the roles are uh, in the front office, uh, I, I, I got a lot of insight into that um, down in Las Vegas. Uh, I only got a few minutes with Schmitz, but I did get to talk to uh, Sergey for about 20 minutes. And I, I got to say, this is off the rails, but one of the nicest human beings I've ever met in my entire life. Oh, really? Just the nicest dude you will ever come across. Yeah. I'm I, I honestly, I'm, I'm really, really um, looking forward to, to working and talking with him over the next couple of years. That's cool to hear. I, I, I would say uh, there was a guy on that previous regime that's now running it. I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but what I'll say is I think he learned a lesson of, courtesy and yes real culture building where it was like it was said out loud with the last guy it clearly wasn't followed because look how he was fired so i I think there was a real you know hey i'm putting this team of people together this is a quality i'm looking for is you don't gotta be you don't have to operate as this particular attitude you can be respectful to people and still do your job uh, somebody was asking, uh, oh, Kokotan, will you be going to the preseason game up in Seattle? I am trying to make that happen. I'm thinking about doing it. Because do you, you want to go? I'm thinking about it. I don't want to commit right now. I don't know what the date of that game is. I think it's the fourth. We have we both have to be back in the morning. Or, or we call our boss and say, how about we switch? <laughs> huh? Remember what they were going to do to us? Remember they were going to do to us? I do remember that. So um, I, I say we, we put that out there. I'm definitely interested because I, I love that they're doing that. Basically, tease, hey, Seattle, you want that tease? Yeah. Do another game? They're doing a climate pledge, otherwise known as the crack house. Otherwise known as the arena that Balmer could have owned a team in had yep. he just been willing to fork over money that he's now willing to fork over. Whatever. But, yes. But, yeah, no, it, I, I very much want to go up there because it's an NBA game in Seattle. It'd be, it'd be a, a fun deal. And I've got a... Uh, a uh, bunch of folks there. Uh, Mark says it's it's on a Monday. Yeah, no, I I know it's a. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'll, listen, I'll tell you right now, Sprig, I'll drive. I'll drive. <laughs> I'm down. I'll, I'm down for the road trip. So I'm super interested. That's for sure. Um, I I I think we could uh, we could we could make that happen. Where you know, I come in and do the morning show with you, and then we go. They're playing the Clippers, right? Yeah, that's who they're playing. Yeah, playing the Clippers. So we gotta we gotta find a way to work that. Uh, I will say to get out of here on this. I'm really sorry um, to you and Dirt because I had um, lamb and jasmine rice and lentil soup in the studio today for lunch. 
Mm. And that is Say no more. That is Say no stink more. something awful in the morning. <laughs> Did you throw it away in the trash? Uh-huh. That's an asshole move. <laughs> you are now the 1080. You are now, you are now the 1080 truck. I thought about that when I was driving yeah. home and I was like, damn, I didn't throw that away in the other trash can. That's in the studio trash. That is it was it was I got delicious. yelled at one time for throwing something in that trash can away. I threw a banana peel and I got yelled at by Isaac Roth. That's weird because I throw a banana peel in that trash can every day. He he effing hates it, and he will find out that you do it, and eventually gonna, he will have a conversation with you. I'm just gonna do it. It was Brandon. It was Brandon. Wow, and he would believe you too. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, thank you all. We appreciate you. Um, thanks for being back. It's good to be back. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. Uh, I will start dumping content. I have the Gary Payton video. I'm sorry. I'm a jerk. It's like 95% done. I need to, I need to spend a half hour on it. Um, I slipped a rib and I want to die. I have done poorly, not much for the last couple days, uh, other than work out. And I know how insane that sounds, uh, to work out with a slip rib, but I'm an idiot and I need to do it. So, um, I will have that out, um, sometime either this weekend or going into next week as well as hopefully we will have schedules for the interviews coming up very quickly. Uh, other than that, we got anything else coming up, Brandon? Not that I can think of top of my head. So, all right. So thank you guys very, very much. We appreciate you. Like, rate, view, subscribe, help us grow the show. You can find us on social media at Danny Morang, at Brandon's Break, at Jack Ramsey's. You can find Brandon and I at 1080, Brandon uh, from 6 to 9 with his co-host, uh, Andy, Dirt, Johnson, and me, and Dusty from noon to 3 at 1080, Danny and Dusty, Dirt and Sprague. Still weird to say it out loud. But it feels good, don't it? It does. I re- honestly, man, driving down the road, every time I hear the an ad read. A promo? It's, yeah. It's yeah. weird. It's yeah. ribbed. Um, it's cool. I'll say that. I'm, I'm, I'm still on cloud nine. So uh, until next time, I think we'll go on Sunday, maybe. We'll, I should be good to go Sunday. I think we're going to cut it down to like one and a half times a week here for like the next two weeks. Yeah, until, I got some stuff. Yeah. Not just that. We're not going to have any news. We're right. not we're not going to have any news for for a little while. Um, what I'll, I'll do some evergreen content and stuff like that. And we'll just come in here and see you guys. And then we will uh, kind of start getting back into it. So uh, until then, take care, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Stay safe. Uh, drink your water. Don't get cooked in the sun because it's supposed to be a bajillion degrees again this uh, this weekend. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.